Greetings. It's your girl of the gods, aka Juicy J, BKA J Money. You know, um, aka also <laughs> as um, tired as fuck as usual. Um, I just want to take a second to say that dissertating is hard as fuck. So I just put that out there. Um, I don't know how many people who follow me and are listening in um, have been interested in or already completed a graduate program um, at any level, but specifically the doctoral level. Um, It's hard work. It is draining. It literally consumes your entire life. And you're consistently wanting to square up with everybody. So that's just where I'm at. Just to give you guys a picture of my life right now in this moment. Um, Yeah, so like preparing for Thanksgiving and figuring out my life has been a process, as I'm sure it has been for many of you. And hence why I'm late on my fourth episode. But pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. Um, So let's get right into it. Today I want to talk about um, what it means to be the toxic one. (laughs) So um, I think many of us are familiar with these recent um, memes or sage notations throughout social media and various other platforms talking about the recognition process and acknowledgement process of toxicity in our lives, whether it's through our relationships, whether it's through the versions of masculinity that we have to engage on a daily basis, or even if it's through our family members and friends. Um, and the assumption in much of that um, language, much of that description, much of that kind of rhetoric and narrative is that Toxicity is a thing that typically exists on the outside. But you know what? (laughs) Like, it's not simply some external factor that can penetrate us and therefore make us uh, susceptible to pain, harm, danger, and also reproducing the very same toxicity. Sometimes our toxic traits are inbred. They come from within us and they are the accumulation of bad habits, uh, bad self-conceptions, bad ways of perceiving the world and understanding our place in it, and bad patterns and habits around dealing with pain and trauma um, and various life circumstances and issues. And so what do we do, right? Like, what do we do when you're the toxic one? What do we do when I'm the toxic one? When it's us? When it's me? Um, a couple of things. <laughs> First, I think one of the, the most important steps in dealing with toxicity as it is an inbred process and project 
is having a community of friends and lovers who can call you on your shit. I don't know how much I can really emphasize this, but it is so important to be in community with people who are not afraid to tell you about yourself. I think one of the most important things to self-growth, to healing, to restoration, um, and just consciousness building and awareness is being able to see through the lens of people who are invested in you in really genuine, sincere, and pure ways, how you may sometimes show up in the world and how your patterns and habits of behavior may in fact be to your very detriment and by extension, a detriment of those relationships that you might be in. Um, Having friends who can say to you, yo, like you're actually bugging and this was in fact your problem and you were the instigator of this thing and you might want to reconsider how to resolve this particular issue is a it's really a gift and i don't know that people understand that right like i think sometimes it's super easy to surround ourselves with people who reinforce our our mentalities our ways of living and existing in the world and kind of just compliment us um, and make us feel good about ourselves and I find that this is most possible and and we run the risk of reproducing this kind of friendship and community dynamic when there is this like overwhelming sense of reverence to a person, right? If you are particularly gifted or talented and beloved in one way or another, sometimes it's harder for people to be able to look to you and say, hey, you know, like you're kind of fucking up right now. Um, just because of whatever fears may be attached to calling out someone who's so revered, right? That you're, you're so important to your community and your spaces that you're above critique. And I don't know that it's ever healthy for anybody, no matter who you are, no matter what fire you spit from your mouth or your puss, right? That you are above critique. I don't think that that will ever do anyone any good, um, And so I think it's so important to be with real niggas, (laughs) having real niggas in your circle who fuck with you, not just because of what you can do for them and how you make them look and how you might reflect your light onto their lives, um, but also for just like who you are individually, just, you know, like having niggas who fuck with you for who you are individually outside of what you do for them and how you make them look is so important for the kinds of relationships that you can build that are genuine. I think beyond just having that community, it is plugging into that community in the right way. You know, some of us, we curate for ourselves in very precise terms, the kinds of people that we want to be in our circles, because we know that sometimes having a certain type of person in our friend group or community that will um, acquiesce to most of what we say and believe in some ways is, you know, some narcissistic fulfillment of our own um, cracks and and gaps in identity formation and like self-love, right? In other words, some of us like to have people in our circles who aren't shit and not going to do shit for us except 
just reflect back to us all the good things that we think and hope that we are doing in the world and are being in the world um, without any kind of critical intervention in our actual growth. Um, And so I think when we think about having friend groups that are supportive, we have to think about how we equip those groups to be supportive and to show up for us in ways that will push us and and lead us into deeper um, growth and and just self-concept and self-love. And I think one thing that has been really helpful for me is just calling on my friends and giving them explicit permission to hold me accountable for my actions. You know, um, sometimes a bitch can be self-destructive and I just have to own that. You know, sometimes I might engage in habits that feed my ego um, or may make me um, dependent on these uh, traits and habits that are not in fact useful in ways that are damaging to who I want to be and the very goals that I may set for myself. And so it has been such a blessing to be able to say to my friends, hey, like I'm dealing with this particular thing and I need your help because what my friends do, my two very best friends in particular, is they make me call them. Like (laughs) every time I may be in the midst of a bad decision or contemplating doing some fuck nigga shit that might ruin my life and my prospects for like good living and healthy adjustments <laughs> that can be passed on to my progeny. They're like, text me, bitch, before you do anything, before you send a text, before you walk down the road, before you go kick it with anybody that you know you probably shouldn't be kicking it with, before you do blah, 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 before you react in such a way just whenever you feel like you about to flip your shit and do some shit that you know might not necessarily be good for you, we want you to call. Just text. Just text, hey, a bitch is about to jump off a cliff. Save me now. Thanks. <laughs> like dead ass before you make that leap because literally sending that text can make the difference between you falling in some bullshit that you know you shouldn't be doing and having to deal with the shame and the guilt of regret um or you really like checking your shit and and practicing with such consistency what it means to have and maintain integrity right um and having good friends in your life can really assist in that process um the third thing when you are the toxic one (laughs) that you can do to resolve that potential problem i believe is really spend a lot of time by yourself you know um I think it's a balance, of course. You know, I think being in community is useful because it's in community that we're able to see pieces of ourselves reflected back to us in our friend group, right? And and what we see, what we ultimately end up seeing can make the difference in how we feel um, or rather how we interpret 
who we may be um, and who we want to be, right? How we would like to feel about ourselves moving forward, how we would like to see ourselves moving forward. But I think the other side to that is really um, making time to be in, in solitude, right? And, and just recognizing that just deep reflection and introspection, it's so important to naming the shit about us that we really can no longer fuck with the patterns and behaviors that really do not serve us um, and that do not make for good loving and good being and good humaning, humaning, I'm making a verb out of that, in this world. Um, And I think isolation is really useful because when we are apart, you know, and I, I mentioned this before, I think growth and growing personal development, these are all things that require such skill and um, investment, right, in time. It's about time. Ultimately, I think how we spend our time and how we use our time, what we do with that time, is directly linked to how much we are able to heal and grow and and relinquish or rather um, give up the baggages and burdens of 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 the past um, that may be weighing us down in supreme ways in our current present. Um, And so I think stepping aside is useful because whether, you know, you're into praying like I am and like meditation, reading the Bible or reading various other devotional texts um, or other religious and sacred texts, I think there is something to be gained from stepping aside and using your time um, in solitude to really think about the kind of person that you are and how you've shown up in the world, you know? Um, and this is, this is super important because when we reflect on shit, we be checking ourselves and realizing like that all of that was unnecessary. I'll give it a concrete example. So I remember, um, a couple of weeks ago, my sister and I went out to an event and, um, this is my older sister, and we have been working through some issues around um, boundaries and space, <laughs> as I'm sure many people can relate to. When you have an older sibling, especially when they're your senior by like decades, right, or at least a decade, so like they're at least 10 years and change older than you, um, the dynamic can be kind of skewed because there's this blurred line between what is a paternal or paternal kind of figurehead versus a sibling dynamic, right? Um, And for this particular sister, because I live with her on and off throughout my childhood and adolescent, we always had this kind of sister, mother, daughter thing going on. But as I've grown and really matured and come into my womanhood, I recognize that one of the most important things we can do for ourselves is set healthy boundaries around what kinds of relationships we want with the people in our lives and what we expect those relationships to look like in order to make expectations between persons very clear, right? Because only where there are clear expectations about how somebody should be showing up for you and how they are allowed to show up for you can you actually engage with them in ways that are going to be self-affirming and affirming to the very relationship 
So we've been working around, like, you know, what does it mean to have boundaries? And, like, you know, in my, like, 28-year-oldness to her, like, 40-somethingness, I'm like, listen, I'm grown. I'm going to need you to respect me, nigga. When you see me out here in these streets, like, you know, don't be clocking for me. And and I'm going to need you to fall back and, like... Don't be making these assumptions about blase blah and blue blue bloop and rabbit right? And like, mind you, these things that I was asking and trying to project for myself were very reasonable. And I think that process was very necessary, not just for me, but also for her. So she could begin to recognize for herself, like how some old habits around what it meant to engage me might in fact need to readjust and just altogether not exist, right? In some cases, um... But either way, so this is a dynamic, right, that we're trying to work through as sisters. And at an event that we attended together, she basically, like, did this really presumptuous thing where she was like, oh, you got me. And I'm like, what, nigga? No, I don't got you. Bitch, I'm broke as fuck, and I barely be carrying cash. Like, and when I do have cash in my pocket, I'm trying to save that shit for, like, ever. Because... Bitches don't be taking cash out like that. And this is a Virgin Islands. Them niggas don't got Wells Fargo down here. You know, like, I can't just go to the bank and withdraw some shit without being charged $6, right? Plus my fucking bank fee. No, like, I'm keeping my cash, right? So this is, like, the context for me just really being, like, I ain't about this shit right now. Um, But what had ended up happening was, like, I literally was, like, yo, my nigga, like, do you realize how fucked up and awkward it is for you to put me in this position and assume that just because we're like attending this function together that like I had the means to like carry your weight and my weight? Like, can you just acknowledge that right now, please, in this moment? And she literally was like, first of all, she's like, first of all, bitch, who the fuck you pulling up in the middle of this function, number one? <laughs> right? Because, hot, mind you, she's like my 40 something year old sister, right? And then my like little 28 year old ass, I'm like, no, like, I need you to recognize that you're full of shit, right? Like, right here, right now, in this moment. And then I'm like, she's like, so you gonna do this or not? Nah? Like, are you gonna give me these tickets, get these drinks, or what? And I'm just like, yeah, like, I mean, I'm gonna get you your tickets, but like, I need you to like first, like, name how and like acknowledge how like your behavior is just like really fucked up, right? And she's like, what, bitch? <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing, right? She's like, uh, listen, ho, um, I ain't doing this with you. Let Actually, keep your motherfucking money and keep your motherfucking taste. I don't want none of that shit. She, like, stormed the fuck off and left my ass and was just like, look, I'm about to go attend this function. I don't got time for this shit. And I remember just thinking, like, wow, you're just so immature. Like, really? Like, really? This is how you want to deal with this? Really? You're just going to walk off? Wow. That's like that's great <laughs> you know and so my self-righteous I my self-righteous ass was like <sighs> literally consumed by myself and my desire to be respected and valued in that moment that I like kind of ended up embarrassing my sister you know I was much more preoccupied with having her um quote-unquote respect me than with like how simple it was or would have been to show up for her in a time when she needed me to 
and then like have a conversation later about the implications of what she had done and her assumptions around what I could have done for her in a moment without really even like being considerate of my own status and means um and I and like I remember we went home that evening and you know I was preparing to go to bed and winding down and I just had this so like this really severe conviction yo to just like take my ass to her and apologize you know and you know what's crazy like in the grand scheme of things the truth of the matter is like how my shit sister showed up was wild like no doubt it was totally wild but what was wilder was to leave her hanging at a time when she would have needed me, right? Because I had the means. It's not that I didn't have the means per se, right? It's just that I usually don't have the means. And so I could have easily not been in a position to hold her down the way she had expected me to. Um, especially since she didn't really communicate fully with me that she would have needed me to show up for her in those ways. And I think that was the most frustrating thing for me. But that wasn't the case. That that was a potential case that could have hypothetically been the scenario but the lived reality was that i had the means and i had the means in a very like serendipitous way right but even when i did have the means it was much more important for me to want to teach her a lesson than to just like provide for her when i had the means to provide for her and there was just something about that you know and about making my sister feel like she had to beg that just did not feel right for me ultimately when I had like, when I had a moment to really just think and reflect. Um, and so I had to go apologize, you know? And you can imagine how like semi-demoralizing it is to go tell your big sibling after you've like acted the ass and cut the fuck up that you're sorry and that you actually was wrong as fuck, particularly when you're trying to reestablish boundaries of authority and like power dynamics between the two of you right like the the situation is not ideal like at a time when i'm trying to like demonstrate for myself and fashion for her what it means to respect me my new uh articulation of womanhood i am also now having to stoop to conquer as my grandmother would say right i.e humble myself make myself small um to admit that i was in fact that I may have, in fact, been wrong, right, in a moment. Um, that, like, whatever I thought my goal was in wanting to reprimand my sister in the moment was not as important as being there for her. And so I thought I thought I, that this was very instructive, you know. I, I think that it is very instructive how sometimes... Um, we may we in like in this process of being people there are like these nuances right in this process of being better people to ourselves and to the world we can sometimes get caught up on these power trips um or even these like uh, integrity trips i think that's what i want to call them and and i think the basis of the these integrity trips might in fact be power but I think naming them integrity trips is really important for acknowledging how it's really a matter of, in these instances, of wanting to be on the moral high ground, right? And having that be acknowledged by the people around us. And that itself can be 
a manifestation of toxicity, right? Like if you have to show people that your way is in fact the more morally sound and righteous way, um, and therefore like it should be respected like at all costs and by any means necessary, like even if it's at the expense of someone's um, comfort, right? Or like whatever, right? Or just at the expense of someone, period. Then like we might have to revisit what it really means to be invested in our self-growth, right? And development. Because I don't really think that being better people in the world is about having to um, like showcase or ra- not, not showcase. I think the, the more precise language is, you know, our desire to be better people in the world uh, should not be one that is contingent upon um, like f- forcing or throwing in the faces of the people around us how much better we are than them. <laughs> um, period. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's precisely what I mean. Sometimes it's really easy to get so caught up in the process of, um, you know, being much more aware of your feelings, your surroundings, of how things impact you, being much more conscious of boundaries and how they're sometimes defiled um, and just not um, respected right, that we don't take the moment to also recognize that, you know, other people have feelings too. And in our processes for wanting to establish boundaries, while important to our own um, stability, mentally, emotionally, uh, spiritually, and otherwise, uh, we're not the only ones with feelings, right and so part of relating to people and trying to reestablish bonds or create bonds that are healthy and affirming to everyone involved and that make us equipped to be better people it also looks like thinking through how our journeys impact the people around us and how our actions in specific what we do and how we do to really come into our own might translate moment by moment um and so even if our intentions might be noble right it is so important i don't think that i was wrong in reading and understanding my sister as violating a boundary i think she absolutely did violate a boundary that is not to be questioned but i think the issue wasn't so much the actual violation of her boundary and at least the issue in how like it all played out that is but rather how i dealt with that violation right and i think that's just as important i think the violations that sometimes we must have to contend with and we experience from some the people around us as many as they may be um they are worthy of 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 our attention and our addressing right 
if we really mean to do right by ourselves, we have to make sure we hold people accountable. But we also have to make sure we hold our motherfucking selves accountable. Because sometimes our investments in certain things might actually have us reproducing the very same harm that we're claiming we want to fight against. And we might end up being the very same toxic people that we say we ain't trying to fuck with no more. Right? And, like, that shit's real as fuck. And I think I see this so much personally, professionally, and politically in all kinds of circles. Particularly as we have the very rise and predominance of cancel culture. Where individuals are so quick to be like, you know, you harm me and so fuck you, right? And, like... You have no other chance to be redeemed and there are no other ways for me to deal through um, the way that you have caused this or you've inflicted this kind of pain on me or made an infraction that has now impacted me. And so I'm just going to shame you and embarrass you and like cancel the fuck out of you because that's all you deserve from me, right? And like that kind of behavior is actually extreme as fuck. And I've been paying attention to it for some years now. Um, and I've been really just baffled by the way in which people engage that culture as if they are so immune from being canceled one day for one thing at some point and like we have to remember that like we are niggas right and and that that means that we're all susceptible to doing some fuck shit even when we're not conscious of it right because we are human beings and we don't know every shit even when we think we know every shit and we think we're so hip to the latest trend of being the most wokest on the block like we still don't know right there's so much that we may be missing out on and there's so many gaps in how we may be dealing through um, a variety of issues and we may just not even be hip to a number of things and like what is the pr- appropriate way to deal through a problem or deal through a conflict or to address a person or address a situation um, and so we all will end up like fucking up some shit at some point and so what does it mean then if like we aren't able to have enough grace to extend to niggas who don't got it all together Right. I think what's important is a willingness to want to have your shit together and to fucking learn. Right. But nobody's going to know it all at once. And so like having a capacity for forgiveness and understanding and grace, I think, is really important for making sure that people do the fuck they should be doing, period. And that you can live in the kind of communities that we want to see. Right. And, and I, and I want to be very careful with this because I don't want this to be misconstrued as like my um advocating um gentility or like um a kind of humility centered and like self-effacing process of like loving ourselves and like building community i i am not here advocating that like people who are marginalized and hurt by other people end up just like living in these spaces of peace and love and forgiveness and grace all the time and like like and like in a um in a like predominant fashion right i'm not saying that like that is the solution to how we engage people in the world um i think that that's fuck shit right when we're talking about political issues like it's important for people to say what the fuck is up and to say so unapologetically and for people to be in a place and position to receive that shit and to learn. And like, 
and we have to also recognize that like if somebody's gonna come out and be like yo you know you're full of shit for doing this and i want you to see and understand how you're full of shit that it is a incumbent upon us who was being called out to like take that shit in humility and go about our business right um and like that is important and so i want to like distinguish that from what i'm saying here because i think within my context things are different for a number of reasons one like in this particular scenario i laid out this example i'm dealing with a sister right and the family dynamics are just always so fuck shit that like things are never as simple as you may lay them out in the test run for like a general community member, right? Like there's so much history, there's so much trauma, there's so much um, build up and like layers of, of relating and experiencing one another through our family members and our mothers and our parents, etc. that just impacts how that can even look. Um, and so what forgiveness and grace and extending ourselves looks like in that context is different because of that very dynamic, but also... Because, um, you know, there's something to be said about knowing when, you know, you've done some shit to someone that's fucked up. um, Or at least knowing when you've experienced someone doing some shit to you that's fucked up and calling them out and saying to them, like, you're not shit right um for this thing um and here are the reasons why um versus being like yo um i see that you have erred um here and i would like to compel to um encourage you to really consider how your actions have impacted me in these ways um and i like you to do that work and you know that person can't do that shit then you know you dip the fuck out but like sometimes we need to give people a chance you know what i'm saying Sometimes we need to give people a chance. And I think sometimes we need to divest from being right all the time. (laughs) Because that is toxic as fuck. Right? Even, yeah. Like, sometimes, on very rare occasions, I'm sure we can be right all the time. Somebody might be. Maybe. But even then, you're not. And I think it's much more important to hold a demeanor of not always being right um, because it keeps you attuned to the reality that, like, you don't fucking know it all and that there's shit that you will fuck up. And and if there's shit that you will fuck up, right, because there's so much to what it means to live in the world today, then, like, you got to damn well believe it's going to be something out there for somebody else. Um, and where will we be if we don't give each other a chance to do better, right? Now, if niggas violate your ass and cross you again, after you've given them opportunities to really, like, rectify their shit, um, then, like, that's a different story. And you do what you gotta do to protect yourself and to live in communities that are going to affirm you. 
Um, and sometimes the families, you know, you cut them niggas off. That's real shit. Or you just engage them in like doses and you do what you got to do. But I think what's important is recognizing that sometimes we're the problem, you know, and it can very well be a situation where both people are the problem, where the person who is enacting this, the very violence that we're trying to name is obviously the problem. But even like how we are invested in the kind of retribution that we seek can be part of a different problem too and i think being able to recognize that is really really important to how we are able to just be better fucking people in the world um yeah so i thought that was worth mentioning sometimes on some real ass shit we be the toxic ass niggas we be talking about